0: Hey, welcome back to Casual History, and today we're going to be talking about the smartest man to ever live. Let's get into it. we are back we are hello What's up, jeffrey how you been long time no see it has been a while it's been a while. A few days yeah yeah i'm excited to get back and do these
1: things yeah again. you're bringing in the subject today so heck yeah man i get to kind of
0: sit back and learn mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a nice experience i'm sure it
1: is <laughs> last week was uh it was good man thanks it was uh i loved it not mentally but i just had to be on point you know when you're bringing in the subject you feel like you have to really right know it in and out which is kind of the point of the podcast
0: but all right jeffrey so uh what are we talking about today well i've I've got a question for you okay who do you think is the smartest person to ever live
1: me no um (laughs) you oh boy casual (laughs) history goes (laughs) no um i mean the obvious answer that mm-hmm. i'd say is einstein yeah but
0: is that not einstein no and sorry i just got a call right in the middle That's okay you're a busy man i'm a busy man sorry uh no it's not albert einstein uh you have another guess is that it
1: uh yeah let's see um <laughs> go down the list for me uh we talked about isaac newton but i out Mm -hmm. we could say hey this is how smart he was um uh uh, elon musk
0: (laughs) okay okay it's totally fine (laughs) i don't i really have no it's totally fine okay so uh i just found out i was gonna do a different subject today on stuff uh about like more about the civil war and lean into something like that that'd be fun and i had all the stuff up and i'm ready and that will still be an episode later on okay but i ran across like a random i think a video uh showing a face of a person with that tagline that the this was the smartest man to, man to ever live yeah and it was no one that i had ever heard of before uh-huh. and so i thought well there's my podcast episode all right because <laughs> i was interested yeah it hooked me in and so i just thought uh, my other people might be the same way so this guy is a complete unknown yes okay so we're talking just to put it in perspective here yeah. for a second Uh, Albert Einstein, he had an official IQ of 160. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Right. Not bad. Right. I'm close. (laughs) Isaac (laughs) Newton, which was on the list, right? Yeah. Uh, Had an IQ of 190.
1: Oh, so he was on the list. He was
0: on the list. How do we get people back then on the list? That's That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there has to be some sort of aptitude test or either... I mean, again, oh, an educated Guess right, right. It might be assessing from their work. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe. I I really don't know how they do that. From, that's a good Google. That is a good Google. We should look that up. Sorry to take you off track. No, no, no. That's that's exactly on track. Uh, <laughs> but okay. So right, Isaac Newton had a uh, IQ 190. of 190. But the man I'm talking of is probably someone you've never heard of, and he had an IQ of
1: 260. Gee.
0: Yes, and would it surprise you if I told you he was born very fairly recently?
1: It wouldn't weirdly enough. I almost feel like um we have a better graph now, so yeah,
0: yeah. I wish I could pull up a picture, yeah, because i th- I initially saw a picture of him, and he just was like a normal, normal creator dude. of Bitcoin or something, no, not the creator <laughs> of bitcoin no, no no, no, in fact that's that's what's so interesting about his story, so his name is William James uh situs i think situs situs i okay. believe is his last name uh he was born in april 1898 ni- oh you Manhattan, said new York. York.
1: you said a recent i thought you meant 2005. i mean it's <laughs> it's <laughs> recent <laughs> as in like in our close
0: yeah lifetimes. i get you. Yeah, yeah yeah uh because you expect like that to be like a one and a
1: yeah he lived in the 19th century yes, yes.
0: okay but you, I, I expect that to be like a once in a lifetime. It could have been any point in history. Why would it be anywhere close to us?
1: Well, it feels like we're only getting smarter. Does it? I mean, Maybe. well, oh, oh, that's a, a bold
0: statement for me to say. <laughs> that's a very bold <laughs> statement. That's a bold view. Here. <laughs> bold statement um, to say, but. But yes, he was born in April, uh, eighteen ninety-eight, in Manhattan, New York. And he was born to Jewish immigrants uh, from Ukraine. Okay. His father, Boris. Uh, immigrated in 1887 to escape political prosecution, and uh, Sarah Sittis and her family fled the the programs in late 1880s. So uh, Boris was a psychiatrist, and Sarah was a doctor that graduated from the School of Medicine in Boston University.
1: So he had gifted parents.
0: Yes, I mean, well, they were semi, they were definitely yeah. considered in the category of geniuses themselves.
1: Okay, so they spawn a super genius. <laughs> basically yeah basically they
0: spawned super genius that's a good way to put it
1: i'm gonna be interested in he probably did he create things
0: i know we'll probably get into that create but. things oh like like did affected he, something yeah. that we have now yeah is he oh uh, we'll get into it okay i would uh, assume
1: so with an iq 260 anything you do is probably gonna change that's what's interesting in this story. anything
0: okay so boris is a person uh who like his son after him learn new languages as a hobby Hmm. so that has a certain name to it i don't have it down but i read it (laughs) yeah but uh where you just like casually learn stuff for fun like languages for fun
1: that's me right now i'm trying french nice yeah
0: it's not going that great it's not
1: going great no but there's this person let me not to sidetrack no no no. go for it i uh this is called a language exchange on facebook okay where the there's um groups of people who um they'll help each other so i posted saying hey I'm an English uh, guy from the United States, looking to learn French. Someone, please help. Yeah, and in exchange, they're wanting to learn English. So, okay, I'm on that path right now. Really? Yeah, kind of talking to someone over Facebook, and they're sending voice memos of uh, how oh, to pronounce kidding. things.
0: Yeah, it's helpful. Wow, that's interesting. See, I haven't even heard of that like being yeah. A thing. Yeah, yeah, it that's was. Nice. Uh, anyway. No, no, that's good. That's good. So friends. So I'm on my way. You're okay, on your way you already. <laughs> okay, well, you might want to take a back seat after you hear all the rest of the okay. okay. So apparently the their parents nurtured learning, but they were criticized retrospectively later on for how they parented William. Mm-hmm. But uh apparently William could read the New York Times at 18 months old. <sighs> mm-hmm. He could read at eighteen months old. Yeah, he read a uh, adult newspaper.
1: I was. I'm not trying to make everything <laughs> about me here, but I was just going through, um, my baby stuff with mom and dad, mm-hmm. and I learned to walk around ten, and I thought that or ten months, ten or nine <laughs> like months. 10? I think it was nine. 10 months. Ten years old. I learned uh-huh. to walk around nine months, and I thought right. that was a big achievement. Just yeah. in comparison, that's just a funny. Uh...
0: No, for sure. but that's more normal, right? Right, like that's more normal. Person Learning to read. Yeah, so he. Can... I don't think I learned to read until late kindergarten. Yeah, eighteen months he was reading the newspaper, like a New York, the New York wow. Times. Wow. Okay, so and by age eight he had reportedly learned eight languages, mm-hmm. and I could list them: Latin, Greek, French, Russian, German, Hebrew turkish and armenian mm, so the easy ones <laughs> yeah. all the easy ones <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so i was very impressed when it was started i was like oh my god because yeah. i know some of those languages specifically i've looked them up like that is very difficult to learn yeah at eight years old though i mean again if you're getting into the subject of a uh growing child's brain yeah and how much they soak up Interesting, but even, especially for someone so gifted IQ-wise. Yeah. Like well,
1: there's an interesting thing um, about language in general and learning a new language mm-hmm. um, uh, that you basically take on a different personality in each language or it opens up a different side of your brain that you're not... Like a different or- person? Well, yeah. It almost, um, with each new language, I, people can correct me here, but there's a, you almost have a different personality hmm. in that language. Um, due to the way you're saying things and how you're saying them it kind of brings out this different uh, a different side of you a different part of your brain I guess I guess it's all tech I mean it's coming from you but it uh, there's a study done I read about it I can't remember what it's called otherwise I'd give the name of it but these people who learn multiple languages when they switch into these different languages um, s- sometimes like uh, if they were to be learning Spanish and they're a French speaker they'd have these different traits that they feel come on when they're speaking in that language
0: interesting Which, yeah
1: isn't that so i can only imagine his right split um yeah plus, what that does to your mind
0: plus i've always been very interested in too like uh when you learn that many languages what becomes your base thinking language
1: yeah what do you dream of? is it you know? the
0: same is it like because again mine's default english because that's that's all i know But if you had eight languages to choose from, is it a mix of gibberish of all of them? Yeah. Is it, do you think in regular, like, again, like, I don't know how, how to describe that in the perfect way. Yeah. The voice in your head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The voice that tells you things. I would
1: assume it would be his native language, but it, I, after so many. Right. It probably does begin to skew.
0: Yeah. That's, that's something I definitely want to look into. There's a question I, I...
1: I threw. Out, I know it kind of got. We were talking about the language, but what would he dream in?
0: Like, no, yeah, I've heard of people that like again. If you, but uh, are you are thinking a
1: language? Are you? I guess not, right? When you're dreaming, I, I really don't know. That's a technicality, maybe.
0: I don't know. I just know that I have heard about people that like know other language that dream in other languages. Yeah, and oh, in the no conversation, that yeah, well, that yes. makes sense.
1: I was just, <laughs> yeah, okay. What? I just uh, ran that through my mind. Um, <laughs> how uh, difficult that would be yeah. to like interpret after you woke up was, especially if you know all eight languages yeah. and you're in the, and you're in a dream and they're fuzzy already. And then you woke up, you wake up thinking I was speaking to someone in my dream in Hebrew.
0: Right. But I woke up and I'm speaking. But you'd Armeni- register that because you understand the language. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't it would, be like a foreign It would be thing. a trip though. It would be a little trip. That'd be to a trip. To me, for someone who me like, again, only know one language. Yeah. That'd be very trippy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> to continue, which I love these little tangents cause like, this is what fascinated me about the story to begin with. Right. Um, okay. So, uh, although the university refused to let his father enroll him at age nine because he was still a child. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sidis set a record in 1909, becoming the youngest person to attend Harvard university. How old was he? Uh, in nineteen, it says nineteen oh nine. When was he born? Ooh, oh, oh, well, he was born. It. Yeah, he was born in uh, eighteen ninety eight.
1: So okay, so he was eleven. Wow, he so, was
0: eleven when he went to Harvard University. So
1: three years after he supposedly knew eight languages, uh, he went to Harvard University.
0: Yeah, he, he was accepted. Accepted. Wow. So he is still. I believe to this day, he's still the youngest person ever to attend. Yeah, Harvard. Can
1: you um, imagine your eleven year old self? Can
0: you imagine the other people at Harvard? What were you, do- <laughs> what were you doing at 11?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You- <laughs> oh, my God. What was I doing at 11? Like wrecking my bike. <laughs> I used to try to
1: make inventions. <laughs> you- yeah, you did. I used to draw a lot, but I was never We were creative near. kids, though. We were yeah. very
0: creative kids.
1: I think my biggest accomplishment at age 11 what? was me tying...
0: Uh, yes, your light. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. Uh,
1: So, for the people who don't know, yeah, my biggest accomplishment was being able to turn off the lights. We didn't have clappers, you know, we didn't have that. We yeah, I was the on, clap on yeah, the clap on, clap off lights. Nah. So, I ran yarn uh from the light switch, just taped kind of in various points, and you used following like tax, the flush of the wall, yeah. right
0: to. Uh, Like to have the the pulley, yeah, the pulley points, yeah, the pulley
1: points. (laughs) And I was on the other side of the room, and that was my biggest accomplishment. I was age twelve, probably. And it worked, though. to be fair, it worked.
0: But I wasn't attending Harvard University. Sure, (laughs) most aren't, apparently. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining, Like, imagine an eleven year old walks into your class as an adult now. Yeah, (laughs) I'd feel defeated. Yeah. Well, a little bit, right? Yeah. Or I, I think I'd just be more in awe. That like if this kid could keep up, like or more than keep up,
1: at that point he's not keeping up. Give him a year. I'm sure he was surpassing
0: exactly where I'm headed next. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where I'm headed next. So in uh nineteen ten, right, one year later, Mm -hmm. uh Sida's mastery of higher mathematics uh was so great that he lectured Harvard Mathematical Club on uh, four-dimensional bodies, which caught him some nationwide attention,
1: he started giving lectures
0: at age. He gave 12. a he gave a lecture at Harvard University to a club. Oh wow! About four-dimensional bodies. Wow. <laughs>
1: this is insane. imagine
0: a twelve-year-old. I would just. Uh, I would just. Yeah, I don't know if I would just give up or just be like, "Oh my god!" Like you're witnessing something know. amazing at yeah. that point. You have Good to stand him. in awe.
1: Good for him, man
0: right age 12 giving lectures
1: okay yeah to, to so Harvard he goes students. on to do something so i'm, I'm waiting for okay, the, well, the hit point here
0: well i was going to read some of these uh apparently we have some quotes go for it from some people again might be more these are other professors and like apparently yeah they're people um, in Harvard. View on him yes okay and it says mit physics professor uh daniel f uh, comstock was full of praises saying that carl Uh, Goss is the only example in history of all prodigies whom Sidus resembles. And he says, I predict that Sidus will be a great astronomical uh, mathematician. He will evolve new theories, invent new ways of calculating astronomical phenomena. Mm. And I believe he will be a great mathematician and a leader in the science of the future. Mm. And that was his quote unquote. So I hope we don't have a... At 12 years old. I hope we don't
1: have a burnout kid that... You know, like uh, one of those famous stories of... uh, Kid goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Twenty years later, ten years later, he gets burned by the citizen yeah. and he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, like <laughs> he turned to evil genius. I'm hoping we don't turn down <laughs> that road, but uh,
0: we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So and then after that, Sidus began taking full time courses in uh, 1910 and earned his Bachelor of Arts degree. Uh, yeah, in June 18th, 1914, at age 16 years old. Okay. So he got his bachelor's degree. Nice. Incredible. <laughs> What a kid. Uh, shortly after graduation, he told reporters that he wanted to live the perfect life, which let meant him le- like living in seclusion. This sounds was, like it's turning bad. He was <laughs> granted an interview with a reporter, the Boston Herald. Yeah. And the paper reported his vows to remain celibate and never to marry. As he said, women did not appeal to him. Okay. But later, the, he developed a strong affection for Martha Fawley, uh, one year older than him. Okay. So, but I thought that was interesting too. Dedication. I, I get it. Okay. And also just as a little side note that I was learning, obviously, is that uh, his upbringing was a little rough. Strict? Yes. His, both of his parents really pushed him. Abusive? They were ve- no, not abusive, but I think uh, how they put it was they were very open to like, he needs to learn as much as possible, mm-hmm. but they pushed him real hard. Right. About it.
1: Well, I, I doubt. See that's the the question we mentioned. We talked briefly on this back in I think the second episode of mm-hmm. this podcast. Geniuses being made or yes. molded, and would he have been at yes. Harvard at age um, eleven Probably if not. that didn't happen?
0: Probably not. Uh, which huh. is interesting.
1: Like if he if most m- I don't know what most parents do. I'm not a parent, but being a kid once, <laughs> yep. you know, you you kind of let your kids explore what they want to explore. And I'm assuming what how I take that line is he was put into a like f- steered as focused and then pushed prodded to do it.
0: Yes, and okay. also uh, from the articles that I read, it was uh, fame did a lot of it to him because obviously when you're that smart, when you're the first, when you break records, um, all that attention, yeah. all the pressure for him to be great, childhood fame, yep, is pushed him a little bit to. Um, Try to leave all that behind that he didn't want any a part of
1: it. Yeah, eventually he gets sick of it, I guess. Right.
0: So, but this also leads into the point of why most of us have probably never heard of him.
1: Seclusion. Yes. But, I'm um, maybe there's more in the story you're gonna get into. But mm-hmm. if he stayed celibate his whole life, dang, we missed out on another
0: another. Well, I just
1: generation of the um, biggest discussion I was that mind
0: thinking about the more i read the story was obviously that like this is that's the pressure that kind of stopped him and made him turn into that was when you have an iq of 260 hmm. officially on record of 260 by the way yeah. like it's officially it wasn't like we guessed that he was 260 yeah he took a test that high the test they could give I the guess. test but the test they um, could give sure but they judge the rest of them for the, through the same standards. I would okay. guess. Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Sense. I need to know more about that test. Yeah, yeah, but um, I know I need to learn retroactively how they, I how seen. they uh, figured out Einstein's and Isaac Newton's. Yeah. Uh, well, Einstein it, is that'd be very interesting took to see the test. It. But true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Newton, I get you. Correct. I'm with you. <laughs> Correct. So, but uh, when you have an IQ of 260, I. I think the belief is that that's world-changing intelligence. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about like a person that could invent the cure for cancer. You're talking about someone who could literally change directing the world. Directing his, his time mind. would be the...
1: Yeah, directing his time. But does that show an aptitude for learning or does that show... Obviously, it shows he's a quick learner in that he can absorb and figure out problems that no one else can figure out. hmm which would lead to, like,
0: I guess, but maybe he his, had, he his had. time
1: in seclusion would be dedicated to that. So, he goes to seclusion mm-hmm. and he that's vows we, celibacy.
0: Well, that's where we continue.
1: Okay. Sorry. Yeah, let's continue then because that's where my next... I'm going to be interested to see, I guess, okay. what happens. So, he turns... He vows celibacy and seclusion after he graduates Harvard at age 16. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yes. So, uh, do actually, do we want to stop here for a break?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, we can stop for a break. Okay. awesome. And all we'll right. figure out what became of... Yeah, William. William. That's right. And we're back. All right. Thank you for listening to that ad, if there was one in the middle. Yeah, we really um, appreciate it. If you listen all the way through that ad, it helps support this podcast.
0: Same yes. with the one up front. That's right. All um, right. And so, we, were, we left off before this. Yeah. I was talking about where... William ended up after he vowed seclusion. Right. Right. And like being away from everything. Right. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the very next step was he got uh, he got hired by Rice University before. Uh, he got hired at Rice University to teach mm-hmm. for a couple of years, but eventually left because he felt like it wasn't his choice. Yeah. He felt like other people wanted him to be a teacher. Yeah. And he never wanted to be takes up a lot of your time I'm sure. Yes. So that was his that was his next thing. Uh, he is also he has notable books. Uh, in 1920 he wrote a book called The animate and the inanimate uh, which postulates the existence of dark matter, and entropy and the origin of life in the context of thermodynamics.
1: Okay, so that's a lot to unpack there. That's a lot. <laughs> so his first book was about dark matter. Yes. So he was the first proposal of it, proponent of that?
0: I'd be very interested to see if he was the first person to suggest dark matter existed. Interesting. Okay. But uh yeah, so uh, apparently that's one of his most notable books. I'm going uh, to in pick it up now. I know. I immediately thought of you when I saw that and I was like, I'm going to have to read this book. Yeah. I am okay. going to find this book. Um it's a good Christmas gift. So in 1919, shortly after his withdrawal from law school.
1: Oh, so he was going to yeah, law school. Yeah, he went to law
0: school. He he did a bunch of stuff in between. <laughs>
1: In between his seclusion?
0: Yes. Because he vowed that right after graduation and but then he kind of did other things. Yeah. Uh, kind of went with the ocean. Yes. So, but in 1919, shortly after his withdrawal from law school, Sidus was arrested for participating in the Socialist May Day Parade in Boston that turned violent.
1: Oh, so he was a protester.
0: Yes. He was, wow. he was sentenced to 18 months in prison what? under the uh, Sedition Act of 1918. Do we like, know what he did? Did he? He got arrested. Was he violent? I I'm not sure. Oh, it says the the parade turned violent. So he was somehow involved. involved. He was involved in that. Got arrested.
1: A socialist parade. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he was for socialism. I think so. Wow. 1919. Right
0: yeah. Okay. 1918. 18. Uh, what was going on in 1918? Yeah, sidus's <laughs> arrest featured prominently in newspapers. As his early graduation from Harvard had garnered considerable local celebrity status,
1: so he kind of starts
0: turning. See, this is he the he starts thing. going down the path of what you say. Right, you have the a child kid, you star, have
1: a, a child star, and you give him a tent. He has all the the opportunities in front of him, and that almost creates a anti that. Yeah, right. And he it, wants to get away when, from
0: when when the potential the potential to use his brain and his intelligence well, for you are kind of forced into it you're forced into it you're right he so. was born that way he didn't ask for being this smart yeah right like and i'm sure his with his upbringing not the not the worst thing to be born with though. no it's not
1: um it's well not. uh i would i could take that back immediately because <laughs> when you're that smart you realize things other people don't and i'm sure you just feel like you're talking to a wall 99 yeah. percent of the time um, yeah
0: you're in a league you're you're floating that, high would, above that would be exhausting everybody else for sure
1: that happens in different areas of people's lives now you know yeah you feel like you're not able to connect with anybody yeah that's which, a deep rooted
0: which might have pushed him towards more yeah. seclusion and yeah and, all and the socialism
1: hey everyone gets every. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it said during his trial yeah
0: uh Cytus stated that he had been a conscientious uh, objector of World War one draft right was a socialist and did not believe in a god like the big boss of the Christians, but mm. rather something that is way apart from a human being right so that is his belief uh and the probably the reason why he persi- participated in the parade right They got him arrested.
1: I'm assuming he was his own lawyer <laughs> right right I
0: would hope so i mean... <laughs> I would hope so. You like who law are you hiring? For nothing. That, you know, <laughs> hiring that's smarter? Yeah, right. exactly. Like you're not hiring somebody else for sure. You so,
1: yeah, he kind the of defo- look. He turns from Batman, not Batman, <laughs> Joker. Right? Like you, he go. This is all fake. This is all bullshit. There's there's no god. That's what he starts rent. He's saying.
0: But I think, but I think it's interesting too to see the beliefs of someone so brilliant. Like that, his viewpoint, again, not saying that it's more right because he's intelligent, but I, I think I'm just fascinated with like that. We know his belief system. He's a problem solver and
1: we know that's a problem that, well, you can't figure out really, we don't think religion Yeah. (laughs) and this guy's, you know, one of the greatest minds ever live and then he has an opinion on it. Yeah. You're going to take it probably with some more weight.
0: I know, so it's just very interesting to me, and I found it very cool yeah. uh, that we even know this, honestly, about him. But that
1: was said in his trial. Yes. So this was him saying, "Hey,
0: yeah, this is what I believe. This is why I." I kind of sticking a middle
1: finger at everybody, then.
0: A little bit. Yeah, and plus, like, all, apparently, all the newspapers picked it up. Like, yeah, he was he was fun. a celebrity, basically. Yeah. Like, he, he was known. So when he got arrested, I'm sure it was front page news.
1: Now I'm not saying we don't have famous scientists now. But mm. we don't have famous scientists now. <laughs>
0: what do you call Neil deGrasse Tyson?
1: Yeah, but he's a great uh, channel to kind of yes. give the uh, people the information that he can understand at a really high level. That can he's the explainer. I think I've, I've heard um, some interviews with him where he's not necessarily a fan of having to go in front of the camera right. and explain this, but he feels it feels it's his duty. Right. Um, which hey. Yeah. yeah but th- th- that note i was saying i guess the celebrities back then were people who made a difference or it's different now i mean like it is a big difference now for sure and i don't think we have famous newspaper worthy maybe unless they find something which is the kinda science sad. Guy. again and a channel he's a channel <laughs> yes, no, he's not
0: I, again i'm not being completely yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. serious with those things <laughs> yeah but uh yeah you're right because those are those are uh how the different status how they you can like teach then. people not on that level that haven't yeah. taken that sort of educational step like like me. <laughs> yeah like me like me too <laughs> like i love neil degrasse tyson dude's incredibly smart man, yeah but he's also probably digestible one of those, makes it digestible right he's one of yeah. those very charismatic people that can explain it in an easy way where people like gravitate and want to listen which right. funny enough
1: it, i want the attention span like everything's changed in that dynamic for us currently sure so i'm just that's uh fascinating to well,
0: me right and he said uh he later developed his own libertarian philosophy based on individual rights in the american social continuity
1: oh wow so did he write a book on this i, totally I believe want to he read has this. several
0: papers i have actually uh no please link me to that i will and i'll i'll also uh Tell the audience as well if they want to look up any put of his Put it papers. on Twitter.
1: We have a Twitter called Casual History. Yeah. When we post this episode, we'll put some links. Uh, I'll put some links.
0: links to some of his work. Uh, I have some of his notable works here in his papers that he did. Nice. Um, but uh, after returning from the East Coast in 1921, Sidus uh, was determined to live independent in a private life. Uh, he, he took work only like running adding machines, uh, doing fairly menial tasks. So like he was like a store clerk,
1: yeah, just to make money basically. Well,
0: he just wanted to live a normal life. Huh. The man did like the burden of what he was born with. I think, but he also did
1: stuff in his spare not spare time his time out of that. Did he do anything else?
0: Well, uh, from the articles I read, he definitely. uh, A lot of people believe that he wrote books under different pseudonyms. Yeah, that weren't him, and he wrote multiple books. Uh, that you could probably look up but yes I believe he did that I don't know when he like the timeline of that that Mm might have been when he was more into school and doing things Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah so it did push him to a life of he wanted a normal life he did not want the burden of the kind of intelligence that he had and was born with yeah
1: you get sick of like we just talked about the fame or the notoriety or having your your movements tracked
0: yeah, so he worked in New York City and kind of became a stranger than his parents. Uh, his parents were older at that time. Well, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> he was young, doing everything. Yeah. All right. And so apparently, uh, from what I read here, is Sidus died of a cerebral... Cere- oh, we're getting cere- into his death. Yeah. Wow. How old was he? Uh, he was 46. Dang. Yes. So young. Uh, a cere- I can't even say this right. Cerebral hemorrhage. Yeah, so like a... um, In 1944. So not that long ago. Right. He was alive in 1944, Jeff. World War II. Um, The smartest man to ever live on record. 46. Mm Hmm. That's crazy. Also, his father had died from the same thing in 1923 of age 56.
1: Okay, so it's a genetics thing. It might be. Yeah. I would assume.
0: Yeah, but also again also it's kind of it's kind of ironic too because that's that's basically uh, a bleeding of the brain yeah and the fact that uh, obviously he's so smart I I find it such a like such a weird way I
1: that's gonna be I wonder um, I wonder what he was working on before
0: yeah he had you would think I don't know someone with that viewpoint in the world with that much intelligence he had to be working on stuff it's definitely going to be
1: a Google for me and a book read on Amazon. Like I'm going to have to. For
0: sure. I will I will send you the link to uh, the book as well. I need to see if it's out on Amazon or where it's at. Yeah. Uh, and if so, I will obviously like uh, tweet it.
1: So th- the reason we don't, the major changes he did were his papers and books.
0: Right. Which I believe uh, the ones that we have are basically like through his school. Right. So like when he was at Harvard, he wrote papers that got a lot of notoriety because obviously how smart he was. Oh, so this, um, he
1: really didn't, this is going to
0: sound sad, but he really didn't live to his potential
1: or do yeah what he was thought to do.
0: Yes. And a lot of people believed it was due to his upbringing, due to the pressures yeah that came with it. Yeah. But just because I had talked about it on a previous episode, it might've been last episode with the pirates about, um, I've always been fascinated about whether we have like a revolutionary, um, Intelligent person mm-hmm. in our generation,
1: yeah. like
0: you know, what I mean, where is the next? Where is the next Einstein? Obviously, what is we had Stephen currently? Hawking. We yeah. have we have very intelligent people and geniuses in our lifetime, but I just I'm always fascinated. They're running
1: corporations, that. Jake. Are they? Seems is that what it's to be. Up? Seems to be.
0: But uh, I thought that was very fascinating, and that kind of took me off track of my original yeah podcast episode. Yeah,
1: no, that's an interesting story, um,
0: and kind of a sad one, also. This yeah the this,
1: fall the fall of any great person with expectations is pretty mm-hmm. sad to see yeah even hear sad. about
0: it's also uh again it was not like ripped from his life but uh apparently he was connected to the movie goodwill hunting um the person was inspired written inspired by him
1: oh so he was finished okay yeah he was inspired by a finishing person. math math problems on a a chalkboard and <laughs> yes and not not his
0: obviously not a biography of his life
1: no but the the whole connection i'm sure to the um, him doing trying to do remedial jobs just trying to live right. that him life him not
0: wanting the burden of what, what that was means. given to him the gift that was given to him right right and it i found sense. that i found that really sad in the fact that i had never heard his name yeah and like yeah william All the years I've been alive, Sice? william james sidus. Sidus. sidus 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 william james sidus yes wow Yeah. Smarter than Einstein, smarter than Isaac Newton, who changed our worlds forever.
1: Yeah. Well, if his paper had anything to do with dark matter currently. Oh, man. He's definitely going to be.
0: Yes. So um, the tribes in the States, that might be where he's talking. I'm looking through Wikipedia right now. Uh, Yeah. It's a book written by American Child Prodigy. Yeah. uh, That outlines the history of Native Americans focused mostly on northeastern tribes and continuing up to the 19th century he wrote a book on that yes oh so he, okay so there is a couple books uh it was written in around 1935 but was never published for lack of completion at the time of Situs's death Sidus wrote the history under the pseudonym John W. Shattuck
1: Shattuck okay
0: most of his history had been taken from wampum pelts Situs explained the weaving of wampum pelts was a sort of writing, which means the belt of colored beads in which mm-hmm. various designs of beads denoted different ideas according to the different yeah. accepted system. I
1: read, I read a current thing about that. There's also knots. There's like a different language that's in similar uh, fashion where they fashion knots of different colors right. on a certain piece of string.
0: Okay, so here we go. Uh, also, the inanimate and the in- inanimate. God, I can't even speak today. That's okay. <laughs> um, it was a book written by the child prodigy, obviously, William Sidus. In uh, 1998 to
1: 1944. 1998?
0: What are we talking to about? To his death. So, again, I believe... They 1898? Must have thought, yeah, it says 1898 to 1944.
1: Okay. You said life, 1998, and I was like, wait, we're in the no, 80s. now. No. <laughs> uh, detailing
0: his thoughts on the origins of life, uh, co- cosmology, and uh, potential reversibility of the second law of Maxwell's demon among other things. Again, this is all like foreign language to me, but this is definitely about dark matter. Huh? And, uh, yeah. About reserve energy. It looks like a reserve energy theory.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So he, yeah, he had obviously he had stuff to back it up. Sure. <laughs> he wasn't just smart for nothing. Oh no, no, no. It wasn't um, like
0: just assumed that he was smart. I well, think it wasn't assumed
1: it. and then it wasn't maybe like, la- that seems like he, he put out some stuff that probably affects even in a small way
0: maybe yeah maybe but again like it doesn't I, just because he didn't change the world also doesn't mean that like he didn't do he wasted his potential right yeah. he didn't live a full life yeah it just it, i think it just made me sad thinking that the person with that brain what what he could have done if if he decided if he found what he was truly passionate in and focused that you know what I mean? Like he could, he could change the world. Just like yeah. everybody, every one of us normally can change the world with an idea. That's a very hopeful message. For I this mean, podcast. I'm, you, I'm a little bit of a. <laughs> we're
1: supposed to be. You know, <laughs> leave my opinion out of it. No, yeah, sure. no Not leave your opinion <laughs> out of it. We're I'm a <laughs> little bit hopeful. I mean, yeah, I am hopeful yeah. that like. If you're hopeful, I'm an, I'm a um, pessimist. Are you a pessimist? I don't know if I'm a pessimist. I, I'm not anti-hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, not a nihilist. I don't. Know. I don't know the right word. I don't know. I don't know. But hopeful is good. I, yeah. I'll I'll ride with you on hopeful. And so
0: I just I just feel like, like him. What he could have done for the world would have would have been amazing. Yeah. uh And, and that's what made me sad reading that story.
1: Well, it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning a bit earlier with our celebrities now. You see the kid kids who get fame and notoriety. I just, people, it's hard to, it's hard for anyone to handle at any age, but let alone yes. be still developing. And that guy was developing way faster than anybody, yeah. obviously. But that, I don't think the pressure of, the pressure of just general life doesn't escape anyone. So, no,
0: it doesn't. That just it it repeats hits and hits harder. the
1: hammer in to me. Yeah. No one escapes this thing no. alive, number one. No one escapes the pressure of, general yeah um, no matter how special you are
0: no matter how yeah you know normal you may seem like it. yeah it's all the same for everybody everybody has their own demons everybody has their own things yeah they have to deal with and i thought it was right it was a very human story
1: yeah it is a human story it's about but that the only relation i have to it not the only relation but the like you see the justin biebers of the world the people who get something because they're talented early and at a certain point yeah you're gonna say i don't want this this is i've had this it is too this much. is too much yeah let me live a different life or let me move away I from wish here. things were different so yeah, yeah there, maybe there's a culture around that that needs to be changed or could be changed
0: yeah it's definitely something to look into because i mean obviously not healthy but like yeah absolutely no i totally agree with that
1: yeah well, that's a good story. Thanks for bringing that in today. Of course. Of course.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I just found it interesting, and I thought immediately I was like, I have to share this because if I find it interesting, hopefully at least one of you guys do.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to do some reading now.
0: Yeah, I'll send my... you those links, and I will also be putting that on our Twitter page. Yeah. So I will tweet out those book links so everybody can read them or look into the books if you want to.
1: It's a good segue to, hey, we have a Twitter
0: page. That's right. Hey, we have Twitter. We have Facebook.
1: <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to want to follow it, but Instagram. we're going to post some our podcasts and maybe some more deeper information or links. Yeah, for with sure. With these episodes that we post. Um, that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're so having, go follow us. We're having okay. fun.
1: So thank you for the people who are following. We've noticed, I mean, for our small little...
0: A small band of... Uh,
1: band of uh, history people. Band <laughs> of history people. History, uh, not nerds, buffs. Buffs is a good That's word. That's right. People who just want to learn. Yeah. People
0: who are interested in cool things that people aren't talking about.
1: Like our trailer says, if you want to learn cool things. <laughs> cool things. <laughs> we're, we're casual, Jake. We're casual. <laughs> yeah, be casual, Hence, Jeff. casual history. <laughs> no, but um, it does mean a lot for us <laughs> to see even another we've been getting around two to three new four new people every day it yeah. seems like um just joining on and following this little right thing we got going on and it means a lot and we're uh we're thankful that someone can that take something interest. from this yeah yeah we're Absolutely. casual we're not professionals here
0: that's right but and we're learning together and that's yeah. the point
1: point. and we want everyone to feel comfortable because <laughs> yeah we're, and we're if, uncomfortable <laughs> and if you
0: think you've learned something from this episode please go leave us a yeah uh, also review. suggestions yeah. if you
1: guys have a specific topic in mind where um something you don't really want to go google you, you. you don't want to go read the documentaries <laughs> you don't want to go read the books and take uh, a week out of your life to dedicate to just learning about this
0: subject we will do it for you that's right we'll take we'll take all that
1: we'll take the burden um <laughs> there's never a shortage of um uh, things to learn in Absolutely. history which is a fun part of this uh the hopeful side that journey. jacob brings journey to this journey
0: journey i like to call <laughs> it journey road Jer-
1: journey road um so throw it at us yeah. we will do the work <laughs> And we'll try to bring it to you in palatable, digestible segments. Wow. Look at that. Like how I turned that? <laughs> professional. I'm a professional Not speaker. so casual, Jeff. <laughs> um, we do have new episodes every Wednesday and that's Sunday. Right. The Wednesday episodes are five-minute history. It's a mini-series.
0: That's right. Look at us. Where we give little bites of like interesting stories that we find throughout the week. Uh, yeah. And something that's really short that you can immediately take and impress somebody else with. So that was kind of the thought. <laughs> Something really short, a little bit less discussion, and more about, like, hey, here's a really cool fact.
1: Right. If we go over a lifetime in our, like, if we go over a a man's life for a certain period of 100 years in these normal Sunday episodes, we go over maybe a blip in the Wednesday episodes, It's a, hey, this affected this. Look how cool this is. One moment can change everything, but look at this one moment. And we try to go into that one moment. Absolutely. So.
0: we thought that was worth it. Yeah. All right, Jake. All right, cool. Well, good podcast. Yeah. I'm sure got, we'll see you next Wednesday. I, I have
1: a few ideas for next Do Sunday. You? I'm ready. Um, the deep dive conversation.
0: Yeah. I even have, I mean, I have the backup. Do I go Atlantis? No. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know, man. Do, Do I go to my
1: master? Go, I could go back to Ancient Egypt Part 2 if you we could. wanted to. You could. Um, I might, maybe that'll be the next one. Whatever,
0: whatever Leave, whatever leave feeling, them man. wanting more, you know. <laughs> leave, leave that open. <laughs> <laughs> leave it open-ended that's going to be something that always you're always going to keep coming back to egypt that's yeah the, that's this is probably
1: going to be part three and part four on that but yeah. i'll hit part two maybe the next one i'll promise to do that so yeah. not the next one so not next week's so not next sunday but two sundays following
0: right yeah going to follow that back math to egypt all right back to egypt yeah
1: all right all right cool thanks everyone if you like what you hear please give us a rating and uh follow uh we'll see you next time